This is the Umerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. So here we are today again at the Humerian Health Podcast, and we are going to be talking about C-sections and breastfeeding as it pertains to the gut flora of babies. I can't claim to be an expert in these things. <laughs> we know this, and that's why later on we're going to bring Dr. Bailey on, and he's going to gut check. The expert. Right, the expert. for us. C-sections. Yeah. C-sections. And actually, the reason that we're doing this topic now mm-hmm. is because he brought it up in our first set of sessions when we were doing recording, and we learned so much from him about how all of that happens. Yeah. The whole like baby gut flora thing. How it forms. That we thought that it was sort of interesting and probably a very basic good starting point for it moms. Yep. Um, Mostly if you had a... C-section. That's right. Well, and or if you breastfeed. So we kind of put those two correct, together. Correct. And I think we should separate them out a little bit because they yeah. are just as important. Right? right. Yeah. You got some that have C-sections that breastfeed. Right. And you got some that don't have breathe. vaginal right. deliveries and... Don't breastfeed or right. can't breastfeed or right. for all kinds of reasons. And the one thing we know is every person's so unique. Exactly. Baby, mama, the whole thing. Exactly. And there's variations of every part of this. And we want to try to do the best we can mm-hmm. for clarity, understanding, and benefit for your, you and your child. Right. And so we had reached out to our mom community, um, which if you haven't found our mom community yet, you should do that. We're on, face, we're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Among other, among other, among other places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you should connect we with like us there. Moms. We like Please moms a lot because you know moms, moms actually, moms actually kind of the CEO they of the run household, the right? World. They do. They do. I think there's a yes. song about that. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna sing it later. No, like, you're not. You're singing. <laughs> so we reached out, and really, there's lots of questions about what should I be concerned or thinking about if I'm going to have a C-section, and I will say many of those things we won't cover today, like. What happens from an anesthetic perspective, anesthesia perspective, what, you know, like that. We're really focused on, I think, more what happens during the birthing process. So the difference between if you're able to deliver vaginally, right. what happens in terms of the baby being, um, getting their immune system and their gut flora populated versus if they're. Right. We're talking C-section. about the immune system. That is the key. Right. That infant coming into the world, having a healthy immune system is one of those key things. Right. And unfortunately, Natural therapeutics are often ignored mm-hmm. after this occurs. So let's say the C-section occurs. How do you then help the baby be protected at this point? Not a whole lot spoken of at that point, right? Right. right. And we're trying to get a little bit more clarity so that, hey, every one of the moms want best leg up, best opportunity for the right. child. And one thing is preventing ear infections, preventing those infections mm-hmm. that occur in the first one to two years. Uh, where amoxicillin and things like that are our standard treatment protocols, right. which many of you listening know that's occurred. In fact, mm-hmm. it occurs multiple times. Right. Guess what? If we can just do a little pre-planning, learn a little bit more, we can help some children, some moms, from going through it. So That's the goal. Some right. sections. Right. So some of the questions that we wanted Dr. Bentley to sort of step up and answer right. is kind of the basics, almost like vaginal birth 101, right? Like what mm-hmm. happens in yep. terms of populating the immune system for the baby. That and he is detailed. He's some pretty graphic. He's me a little quiz. Pretty graphic. A little quiz. Yeah, so he's going to talk about that. And then what happens differently if, you're, if you have a C-section baby. And yep. I have heard some discussion about 
what are just some natural practices that seem to happen just as part of having birth, right? Mm-hmm. So like medications that are given to right. moms to be and those sorts of things. Yeah, and so we kind of like him, right? Effect, so right? we kind of want him to to weigh in and do a mm-hmm. little gut check with us um, on those sorts of yep. things as well. Agreed. And so the other side of the coin is okay. I have had a baby by a C-section, or I okay. know that I'm going to have a baby by a C-section. What does that mean for my baby and their gut health and their immune system? Mm-hmm. Are there things that I really should actually be worried about or be mm-hmm. considering, mm-hmm. or it's just another way to have a baby, so mm-hmm. it's fine. And so we want him to kind of answer those things, like what are things to be looking out for? You know for? what that sounds like to me? What? I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, it sounds like the 1960s, 70s, and 80s fact check. No. <laughs> okay. Um, it 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 makes me remember years ago when they started talking about breast milk, and this is a little bit off uh, breast milk, and Tangent. talking about, hey, we don't need... Oh. Mm-hmm. breast milk we can make this formula and blah 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 now we of course you know 20 30 years later common sense has come true again which is breast milk makes a massive difference well mm-hmm. guess what you have a c-section it's not a vaginal birth there's a purpose and a cause and a result of such things mm-hmm. so more than likely and dr bentley will be much more detailed which i appreciate because i don't want to do it um <laughs> that it makes a difference in the flora and the health of the baby and the development of that immune system. So to have a C-section to pretend that everything's just fine, Mm -hmm. that is just not the case. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to discuss. Right. Mm -hmm. And actually, that was a fabulous transition into breastfeeding and breast milk and formula. Yes. Right? Because, I mean, moms have to make different choices. Some women can't Mm -hmm. breastfeed. Some choose not to, some choose to, and supplement with formula or whatever. There's lots of different situations. And so we want um, Dr. Bentley to also talk a little bit about his experience, not breastfeeding, because that would be weird. That would be weird. Um, but his Unless ex- he has one of those things Stop. like in no. the movie where they, <laughs> nope. yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we want him to talk before. about that. So yeah. this podcast, similarly formatted mm-hmm. to what we described kind of in our intro, if you listen to that, um, if you haven't, I'd recommend it because it yeah. tells it's you a little, we you little so history of, our, of, of the company and things. Yeah, yeah. but... Um, and we're, we do have questions for, for Dr. Bentley, but he's also going to just sort of story tell for us the, these basics, these yeah. 101 sorts of things that are, are good things to know. Right. And I think now authorities have been very clear to say breastfeeding with real breast milk is much healthier for the mm-hmm. baby. The longer you can do it, the better it can be within reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put in something that even our well-known fact checker does not let know because he doesn't know because I know. <laughs> That he doesn't know. But it's really interesting. I'm sitting in in, um, in the Netherlands at a place called Triskelia. <clears throat> and we went over there for a different reason of research and, and information. But what was very insightful is they wanted to talk to us about breast milk, which I thought, why? But what was interesting is they're having a worldwide problem with producing um, uh, formulas that are not contaminated. Worldwide. Because animals are exposed to the same types of chemicals as we are exposed to, and they're having a hard time producing um, formulas that don't have uh, heavy metals in it. And other problems such as that, major problems over in Asia, but also problems here. Mm. And what unfortunately has started to happen is, like always, when they can't make it the way that we'd like it to be made, the federal government just starts allowing increased numbers of allowance. And guess who suffers? Potentially the baby, potentially you. So that's one thing the fact checker does not know that I know what's going on. And it's a worldwide issue, not epidemic. It's a worldwide issue that it, they're having a hard time making uh, formulas that are really as healthy as they'd like them to be, simply because of cross-contamination. Small amounts, 
We don't know if your baby's the one that's going to have the problem. So there, something new. I love it. I came with that. That's fantastic. And nobody even told me to say it. And I, I didn't even give you an assignment. That was now good. we have that nothing for fact checker. It popped in my brain, so fact I didn't check. have a choice. So with that, we are going to turn it over for our gut check. Gut check. Gut check. And bring on Dr. Dr. Bentley. Dr. Ryan Bentley. Dr. Bentley, it's nice to have you back with us. And the uh, I think the discussion is yours. And I guess you could take it anywhere you want to, but just make us understand. Okay. Um, thanks for, again for having me on the show. When it comes to people's understanding of probiotics and vaginal birth and breastfeeding is that it's always been the assumption that when a baby is born, that is their first exposure. The moment that the amniotic sac is broken, when the quote-unquote water breaks, is when they're no longer in a sterile environment and now they become colonized with bacteria. And that bacteria can happen as they pass through the vaginal tract with the mother's flora, as well as what's around the anus area as well with the mother. Um, So that bacteria plays a role. And then also when it comes to nursing, um, oftentimes now, instead of immediately taking the baby and putting them in the nursery, they give chest time. And so time for the child to be with the mother to allow that colonization, lying skin to skin, also creates a bond, um, a sense of energy and peacefulness with that child, uh, hearing the heartbeat that they were very familiar with. So there's a number of benefits of doing this. But part of it is also the colonization of the skin. But again, it's always been thought that was the only time that they were first exposed. Well, research has recently shown that the meconium, which is the very first stool that the child has, has a full complement of bacteria in the child, uh, which is very interesting because it's completely different than what we've seen in the past or what we've known in the past. And again, uh, the research in the microbiome is continuing to grow at a rapid rate, uh, really since like 2010 on. The Human Microbiome Project has really advanced things with regards to the information that we're able to get. So the point I'm making is, is that there's still information that we don't know. But the majority of what we do know is that we know that a vaginal birth does colonize the baby. But we also know that the baby can have colonization not even being born yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Just asking a little bit more detail. Okay. Colonize how? What? What's happening? Okay. Being, Let's ignore the yeah, fact that I mentioned that. about yeah. the uh, being colonized before the amniotic sac is even broke. Okay. So again, so now let's just go with our, our normal knowledge of what we've got, what the research indicates right now. And that is as the baby is born, they slide down through the sacrum, through the birth canal, through the pelvic girdle, and out they come. And in there, the mo- mother's vaginal tract has bacteria, and the anus is in close proximity, which is where a lot of bifidobacteria come from. So this is that probiotic good bacteria Good stuff. bacteria, bad bacteria. Okay. <laughs> uh, lactobacillus is one that colonizes the vaginal tract uh, pretty heavily, and then the bifidobacterium is the main probiotic that children have, and that usually colonizes in the large intestine or the colon. Um, So as they pass through this in normal delivery, they get exposed to all these bacteria, and that kind of creates the fingerprint of what their colonization will uh, uh, consist of in their body. Now, it's interesting to note that most mothers prophylactically, the majority are put on an an antibiotic for preventative measures. Really? Yeah. I did not I know that. Know. Yeah, such as ampicillin things. Um, to, now, just before birth or during pregnancy? Uh, towards the tail end of pregnancy. Okay. Um, the, whole, the biggest thing is to um, 
group uh, group B strep is something that is an issue, and so they want to make sure that that doesn't infect the child, uh, which would so, be a bad bacteria. So, so a preventative measure. A preventative measure, yes. However. And, however, they're put on a broad-spectrum antibiotic, wow. and that broad-spectrum antibiotic, there's about 11 of these broad-spectrums that we know crosses the blood placenta barrier and gets into the child. So even before they're born, if they are colonizing in there, which what research indicates, and these antibiotics are crossing the placenta, then it can change the child's microflora immediately. Okay, and microflora sets the stage for a lot of that immune system for that child. Correct. It absolutely does. And so okay. what they found is that children that are born via cesarean, as opposed to a vaginal birth, have increased risks of asthma, eczema, and different types of allergies. Autoimmune-based problems. Not necessarily autoimmune where the body's attacking itself, okay. but immune-related problems. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, definitely clarifying there that immune-related problems. Okay. Um, so, so that's C-section what, baby, mom should be listening, that there may be an action step that needs to be considered. Absolutely. So children that are born via cesarean should be taking a diverse population of probiotics because their only exposure is the skin. Well, the skin is mainly colonized with Staphylococcus, which is a type of bacteria as well. Um, so that can create issues, and low diversity of microflora sets up the stage for infections like MRSA. That's some, some of the things that we've seen. So it's important for us to make sure that we're getting a diverse population, whether or not the mother does it immediately for the child right after the cesarean. Uh, so let's say you're listening and you just had a cesarean, you're like, oh my gosh, i got to put them on a probiotic. Um, the answer is yes, I would highly recommend that. Um, however, if it's been five years since he had the cesarean and the child's never been on a probiotic, I would say absolutely, because we need to create that diverse population. And it may, over time, just because of the food that they're eating and the environment that they're in, they may, they may be getting more exposed. But we live in an environment where people are using all these antibacterial, cidal-type uh, hand washes and really creating this sterile environment that we're losing that diversity that we had that allowed our immune system to function at its best. So if I'm, well, I'm not a mother. Anyhow, um, if there's a mother listening and it's two weeks past C-section, three weeks they're coming up on a C-section, it almost sounds as though you're saying strongly considered a, consider a probiotic period just because common sense suggests that. Am I correct? Yes, and even with that, it's mothers that aren't able to breastfeed or you've adopted a child. For whatever reason, you're not breastfeeding um, because there are certain immunoglobulins and immune-stimulating boosts that you get from breast milk. And again, also the flora from the skin also helps the colonization process. So even those children that are not breastfed, they would need to be on a probiotic, in my opinion, as well. And as we're talking about the needs of children... Children that are born prematurely, because prophylactically, and premature babies are children that are born, you know, uh, before 33 weeks of gestation. Um, so when they are born, they're typically put on loads of aggressive antibiotic therapy uh, for prevention of certain infections. And in doing so, again, it messes with the diversity that we have of the microbiome in those children, and it sets them up for necrotizing enterocolitis, which is a very bad condition that children get. Um, overall mortality um, is increased. 
in these children. So we need to be careful while antibiotics save lives, there's no question. The overutilization of them can have damaging effects down the line, um, even to the point of five, eight-year-olds that are having severe allergies to foods, asthma, those types of things. We need to take a look at, well, where is the majority of the immune system? It's in the gut. And if the gut has been disrupted somewhere along the line, via they were born cesarean or they were breastfed or they were not breastfed, there's some type of imbalance or they were given loads of antibiotics for ear infections, which 90% of those are viral infections anyway, so the antibiotic doesn't do anything. However, they do recommend giving it. And the reason is, is not that they're trying to do harm to your child. It's just that these viral infections oftentimes, especially in young infants, can turn into a bacterial infection. And these children, as they are growing and developing, it's important that they're able to hear properly so their speech development can occur properly. And so if they can't hear properly, that's going to create issues. And that's why they're prophylactically giving antibiotic for a viral infection in the ear to prevent such issues because you don't know who is going to turn into a bacterial infection or not. So I'm sitting there thinking there are several cutouts because I know one thing. As soon as I got out of school, uh, I saw my first patient and figured out they're not in the book. Nobody's exactly the same. So you covered some key factors that really need to be covered and just highlighted. If, and correct me if I'm wrong because I, I do that a lot. Uh, antibiotics, while pregnant, can and many times changes the baby's GI tracts probiotic level or quality of it and should be considered. That's, That's correct. Okay, number one. Number two, C-section. Kind of goes without saying because they're just not going to get that exposure. That's something that should be considered. Correct. Okay, breastfeeding, whether vaginal or C-section. If you can't breastfeed, you might want to consider this. Or is it also if you're only two weeks or three months or something like that? Is, is there kind of like, hey, about three months, if we get that much breastfeeding, it's pretty good. Restate that last question. Well, uh, because there's always one mother could do it two weeks, one could do it two months, one's done it two years. Is there a period of time that they, well, I think the so lady like says I, like nine months yeah, or something so like that. If yeah. I breastfeed for three months, is my baby's like gut flora as diverse as it's going to be? And then if I, for some reason, can't or I'm going back to work mm-hmm. and I decide right, not to, to or work, whatever, three months, right? then yep. they really don't need a probiotic because the three months of breastfeeding is sufficient or is there... I guess, is there a, a time limit to supplementing my baby with a, pro, with a probiotic? No, that's a great question. And that's something that I have not read anything in the literature currently with regards to that specific question. Uh, things that I do know is that it indicates that after about a year, you've lost pretty much all the benefit that you're going to get from breastfeeding. From the autoimmune part, I know there's bonding and all that stuff, but... Correct. From from yeah. an immunological standpoint. Gotcha. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, key. Pregnancy, first of all, the uh, worst thing to do is get in the way of a mama and her kid. They're always trying to do the best. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how many programs, honestly, um, that some of your mama friends, Amy, have actually been able to delineate mm-hmm. when they should be concerned about it or not. Um, I know midwives, they're on this stuff pretty consistently. But I'm just wondering from our, our listeners if, in fact, it's common for them to actually hear this if they were a C-section, where they said, hey, consider, consider a probiotic. It would be interesting to get feedback on that. 
Yeah, actually, it would be interesting to get feedback. We, we talk a lot in the mama groups about lots of different things, um, and especially to bring information to this podcast so yes. that we're relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, we've not really, I think, scratched the surface on the concerns and questions around C-sections and breastfeeding. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're sensitive topics uh, to start with for, for a little a little bit, but um, also just relative to probiotics as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some new things that I've heard today yeah, about absolutely. even the, as a mama taking a probiotic mm-hmm. while pregnant and why there would be instances where that would be a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. And then now talking about on the baby side after the baby's actually here. Yep. And so that's a, an interesting, I think, perspective as well. So. Thank you, Dr. Bentley. I mean, very insightful, new information, going to be great. We'll percolate this through, and um, we'll see what the response is. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Podcast. That's it. Spilling right. our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 